Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's called the Science Podcast. A couple of atheists that run this podcast. So I thought you'd be interested to hear what they say. This is only one little bit, it's like it's over half an hour. And I couldn't play you the whole thing because I'd have to have so many beeps in it bleeping out the expletives. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is so. I don't even know. It's that is just best. everything. It's the intro that we never could have made on our own. Never, right? ever. Like, never. Here I was like, thinking, you know, for episode 50, I mean, which is in a couple of weeks, but, you know, for episode 50, we should. You know, just come up with something new, or I should like at least like you know get like pay somebody to like revamp and and get like a better like intro or not remix not, not it. Bad. Yeah. No, but just like the remix. Yeah. And we don't need a remix. No, because like just Ken just just lobbed that over the plate for us. So if whew, if you I mean if you don't know what we're talking about, the intro we have a new intro now. Thanks to one, uh, can I call him Kenny Ham? I'm just going to say, like, my boy Ken, Ken Ham. Kenneth? My, uh, <laughs> yeah, boy, Ken. Uh, <laughs> my boy, Ken. Just. Who I just, who I just want to talk to. Like, I've been tweeting at him, like, the, like, for the entire past week, just like, notice me again. I was up on <laughs> your screen. No, notice me again. Like, I want to, I just want to talk to you without swearing. I just want to talk to you, Ken. And he hasn't replied yet no yet. he hasn't because because i am though i'm gonna be I'm just gonna be that like little bug by his ear like ken ken talk to me talk to me like, <laughs> hey kid please hey kid, hey, kid. hey hey ken. can we be friends ken. can we ken. come talk about uh, podcast please please <laughs> so. and and somebody made a uh, a like i've i've all, never really cared much for the online petition but somebody we've had so many conversations we hate online petitions except Except when someone makes a petition for Ken I mean, to I, get our show. Generally, generally, I think like you and I both kind of hate us hate all things, but <laughs> if it involves us, because we're not narcissistic at all, but if it involves us, yeah. you know, I mean, we have a little bit more interest, a little bit more, uh, a little bit more reason to give a shit. Yeah, a little uh, emotional wiggle but... room there. Like, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take a petition for us. But yeah, so we have a petition going. I mean, it's it's not going to go anywhere because online petitions are futile. But I mean, it's a thing that somebody made for us. It's funny. And if you don't, you have no idea what we're talking about. Go back to last week's episode and listen to that. It's uh, we cover it. Uh, Ken Ham literally just having a almost a breakdown about uh, how we're just awful people. And we, the he, and, well, this is this is the only thing I take issue with from that. Like, I I don't doubt that we are awful. Like, I I know me. I've known me for like thirty three years and change. You're in that head. But, you live there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like I live here. <laughs> I'm around me all the time. But the the issue I have is the inconsistency. He said there's so many beeps in it that he would have to bleep things out. So already we have a flip flop. It's either beep or bleep. You can't have both. It's one or the other. Make a commitment. Yeah, well, the only commitment on, he's on made outrage. is to God. So, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Um, so, so we're gonna have a new episode, so, and and somebody sponsored it, and and I'm gonna tell the people. Yeah. Who's our Who's Who, our sponsor? All right. So tonight's episode of the Science Enthusiast Podcast is brought to you by Nordstrom's Barracuda Straight Legged Jeans. You can't laugh. You, you know, know you got one cut. You well, got one shot. One opportunity. It, it doesn't matter because when you want to pay four hundred twenty-five dollars, are you for fucking Ameri- kidding me? I'm not kidding you. For here, and and I quote: Americana workwear that seems that's seen some hardworking action, <laughs> but not a, really, <laughs> with a crackled, kicked on, muddy coating that shows you're not afraid to get down and dirty, but yet you are fucking afraid to get down and dirty because you've paid four hundred twenty-five dollars for jeans to, without doing do any of the work. work. No, so like, like is so this. this is, you know is what this, this like is. A, I, I saw it earlier and was like, oh, that's a thing. Is it 
like a thing where the the mud my god those are really 425 dollars. they really are is it a thing where the mud like washes off the first time i don't think so or do you like me i bet you dry clean or is them. it like a stain you dry, dry clean only <laughs> jeans that are designed to look like they're muddy you know these like, are these the don't companion even, piece these don't to even, the clear mime jeans they're not even like the distressed looking jeans, which I actually don't mind and, and may or may not own a pair of. But the, like these are that looks like it's like wet mud. Yeah. On this dude. I don't know that it's not, I guess. But like who's. No. First off, who like what kind of asshole is paying $400 for a pair of jeans? A, like if I pay more than 20 for a pair of jeans, I'm pissed at myself, more pissed at myself than I normally am. But yeah. I don't I don't understand that. But I guess we should tell people about who we are. Uh, well, hello, and thank you for listening to the Science Enthusiast Podcast. My name is Dan Broadbent, and as always, I'm joined by my brilliant friend, Natalie Newell. And then it says a few words that I assume a podcast terrorist uh, wrote oh, here. So we need, to stop, oh. we need to stop sharing our Google Doc with, uh, with your I'm boyfriend. Done. I'm done. It's, that's, the last, that's the last time. So... Um, God of the week. A, <laughs> take a good look because it's the last time you're going to see me. <laughs> That's the last time you're going to see a that, Google you Doc with editing enabled. You got to watch the YouTube video uh, for that visual there. There wasn't a visual. but Yeah. From, from mean, now on. That's called on, a from tease. Now on, but you can't un- untease the tease, I guess. You can't. No. All right. I'm going to tell about a God of the week. Um, Do it. Like I, I've just gotten kind of like a little bit lazy now and I go to my, my God website and I just, I, again, this is the second week in a row. I just went deity of the day and it was okay. Ha, or how would you pronounce this? It's a C A T. Is it a cat? I don't, again, a cat, I don't a cat? know that it's not. Okay. So whatever. But anyways, what's important is this is the Mayan body art God. So like, we're just doing like a god of tattoos and like you know i'm never sh- i'm just never sharing the link to the google doc again because this is just it's fucked up yeah, my no don't no i'm not doing it again so last time hope he enjoyed this so anyways the mayans i guess this is what i learned today were super into tattoos so they believe that if you had a tattoo like of a particular god on your body that god's like godliness like it transferred to you because of course it did. So yeah. So people got tattoos now, like when people, you know, got their tattoos, they have, it of course wasn't a product of like the tattoo artist, the Mayan tattoo artist. There had to be a God that like blessed the, you know, again, I'm just, I'm ignoring the Google doc right now. I'm just talking from my memory. Um, because, <laughs> cause it's what? being, it's being terrorized as we speak. But, um, so they created this god that would sort of oversee like the tattoo needles and the ink and the tattoo artists that so that they didn't like fuck up or something. So there's this god, right? But clearly this god does not oversee the decisions people currently make when getting tattoos. Because if so, there would probably be a lot fewer like Is it okay to say <laughs> tramp stamp? Is that is that acceptable or I don't I don't, that, I don't think that's disparaging anybody that doesn't already know that they deserve to be disparaged. Okay, so so, so a cat or a cot or whatever you are going to call him, like he obviously just maybe blesses the tattoo artists, but the, the tattooees just make their own bad drunken decisions. So, yeah. No, now, no regrets. That, no regrets. <laughs> Misspelled <laughs> all over the place. But so this made me think I want to link in um, in our show notes. Our friend, friend of the show, Miles Power, did a really funny like blog post and video about chemistry tattoo fails, like where people would get molecules and get like, you know, stuff like that tattooed to their body, but obviously didn't check the design with a chemist. Because <laughs> so he like he went through and just found all these bad chemistry tattoos and corrected them like, you know, on like you know screenshots and so he just kind of trolled these people's really bad bad tattoos so we will link to that because it's pretty funny and so that got me thinking you know like people are fucking dumb sometimes they get bad (laughs) science tattoos we need better science literacy there was a march for science this weekend oh segue from god to science that's a that's a segue that's and that's the, the topic of our show it is so I'm not even going to say topic of another podcast because it's the topic of this podcast. It is. So uh, I, I you happen went to, to DC. be. Yeah, I happen to Talk be. Talk about it. 
other one in DC. And which which one did you go to? I was in Burlington, Vermont. So I I was expect I was you don't know Vermont is a state. I have no idea where. Well, I know where Vermont is, but so, yeah, I have no idea where it, Burlington it was, is in Vermont. I'm guessing North? there's a lot of white people there. It was all white people. Is that wrong? Like it, it was. I mean, like I'm. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it was all that white is, people. That is. We will. We will dive into that. That was a. That was a call forward. So we. <laughs> we will. We will dive into that in a little bit here. But uh, yeah. So we both went to. I went to the one in D.C. You went to the one. One in wherever Stan Vermont. Whatever. Um, yeah. And I will admit, I was pretty apprehensive about going. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't really talk about it much on the page. Like, I gave it a couple of shares, but I wasn't really all that excited <laughs> about it. I'm not excited about anything ever. Well, yeah. Um, so so why is this any different? But yes. Yeah, you weren't super right. stoked about it. Yeah. And I even went into it. Uh, I, I did a bunch of, bunch of interviews. I'm going to have, uh, hopefully, uh, have a video out later this week about it. Uh uh, probably, uh, hopefully by Thursday, if not Friday, but uh, just just talking to people uh, that were there, uh, just kind of seeing how they felt about uh, various issues, GMOs, vaccines, nuclear energy, uh, things like that. And for as much concern that I had, and as much uh, criticism that I read going into it, I was pleasantly surprised by yeah. by er, almost er, everybody's responses uh, that I talked to, and it it was it was not at all what I expected. Everything was very positive. Everybody, uh, you know, everybody had very rational views on everything. Uh, you know, they and even even the people who were we'll say uncomfortable. It was it was about the not about the technology, but about the the individuals doing it and and how they're doing it and, and things like that. Which I mean, that's a topic of another conversation. But the actual discussion about the technology itself like that wasn't an issue and then the uh i mean of course there's some people there that had you know the uh uh, pussy hats or some like trump signs but they were by far in a way the minority amount of people there uh doing that kind of whatever you want to call it, uh, partisanship and, and, and talking about those, those type of issues. I, the, every, everybody, at least at the DC March, everybody there was just focused on, you know, science uh, task at hand and everything like that. And, uh, so it was, uh, if, <laughs> it, except for the rain that happened all day in DC, uh, it was, it was just a really positive experience for me. And that's not what at all, what I was expecting. I, I mean, how was it in, uh, how was it in, uh, wherever in that place that that cold rainy place yeah so so it so actually the the weather was pretty shitty to start like as soon as we got there it was raining and i was like oh fuck but then it got a little better but now so i was cute i wanted to know from you and you already answered my question how it was in dc as far as like political signs or like that kind of message like vermont definitely I, I mean, saw a good amount of like kind of signage and stuff that was Trump directed, you know, <laughs> like, which was not surprising, you know, like super liberal state. Like, I hey, like I agree, but I I definitely I think saw more more Trump related signs than I expected. I was I guess expecting a little bit more in the in the sciency vein, but I was mm-hmm. also I will say one place I was pleasantly surprised is that I was. I was stereotyping Vermont and expecting it to be a little bit more wooey, you know, and I was expecting to see, I think, more, um, you know, maybe some like anti-GMO or like that kind of stuff um, being presented. But I, other than a few people who were holding signs that said like, watch the movie Cowspiracy, you know, like one <laughs> of those kind of like propagandish films. Um, right. It, it was... Like, the vibe was super chill. Um, people were positive and happy. Lots of families. That was something that made me happy. Seeing lots of kids there with their parents and, like, kids with their homemade signs. And, like, that it was just a positive, like, we're here for, for science and reason and critical thinking and, like, being good to our planet and, all like, all that kind of messaging. Um, I did, though. I, I represented your brand with the slogan, you know, the sign about, like 
vaccines work, GMOs are safe, everything's a chemical. I did have one dude come up to me and he was like, so are you trying to force vaccines on everybody? Yes. And I'm like. That's, that's exactly what's like, happening. Thank you. I you was were, like, like. That's such an intelligent here, like, question Here's my needle ask. right now. Let me just force a vaccine <laughs> on you, dude. And that, oh. <laughs> here's so, my and, needle right now. That's uh, the topic of another podcast. <laughs> and so this, and the funny thing is like, this is as like the march is starting and we're actually walking and he's trying to have this conversation with me. And it's just like, it was just we, it was just a weird conversation, and I kind of was just trying to be nice and talking to him. And then he's like, well, do you have children? I'm like, yep. <laughs> like, yeah. No, that and, they, and, he, and he's like, do you vaccinate them? I was like, I wanted to be like, of fucking course I do. But I was just like, yes, I do. And then I just kind of kept walking. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was just – it was strange because he was like, yeah, I, I, I know they work. I know they work, but you're trying to force them on everybody. Like, well – dude not trying to force them on people who can't like get vaccinated but we're vaccinating people for the people who can't get vaccinated all the stuff whatever but yeah so overall super positive but just a few couple weird interactions there because people are weird and so yeah the only it's bound to the, happen the only i guess negative interactions i had with anybody were people that weren't actually part of the march itself mm-hmm. uh there's just I don't even know what we'll say pro birther uh, that was there. And of course, just trying to be in a t- hog attention and just basically letting everybody know how awful we are because apparently uh, and I never got a chance to talk to him. I wanted to, I tried to interview him, but he just like, I had my camera out ready to go on the tripod. <laughs> like I'm like waiting for him to like, he put his like blow horn, whatever thing down. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to ask this guy. Cause he kept saying like the uh, science is, is, pro-abortion I, I don't remember exactly what it was uh, I recorded him say I don't remember what it was yeah. but just kept repeating that and never really expanded on that or like explains you know why so uh, and then <laughs> and then afterwards uh, we when we got to uh, it ended at the Capitol building uh, there was a big sign there with the, a guy with a big sign uh, that said like expose pedos hashtag Pizzagate so I talked to him I did a live <laughs> video <What>? of me talking <laughs> to he, him did he like page. get lost on his way somewhere else I think I think it was just happenstance that he was there uh, I don't think he was there <laughs> too because of uh, Science March he didn't talk to me at all about it he was uh, he was very focused on himself Pizzagate and, 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 and well not even I asked him I started by asking, oh well, no! I went up to the guy because he was talking to two other people there. One with a "Make America Great Again" hat with a uh, Guy Fox like anonymous mask, like mm-hmm. safety pin to her backpack, uh, and then the wow. guy with the big sign. I walked up to like the three of them all talking uh, with my camera, and it was like, "Hey, I'm shooting, you know, some interviews with people. Would you like to talk to me on camera?" And they didn't even, they just turned and like ran away, didn't run, but walked very quickly away. And this <laughs> other guy is like, "Yeah, absolutely," but start talking to him, and it's just. Like his tangents had tangents, and then those had tangents, and like none of it made any goddamn sense. And he he said Richard Richard Hawking's uh, probably five times not not Hawking's uh, Stephen Hawking's referring to Stephen like Hawking, uh, and and I was just like you you were that's not a mis- mispronunciation. You're like you just are on that level. Good for you. Okay, but. Uh, yeah, so that was a fun conversation that you, you can watch there. Um, but get, going back to something that we kind of talked about at uh, the very onset of this, uh, we talked about people who had concerns for the March for Science. Uh, there was a lot of concern that it was going to be hijacked by uh, what people call social justice warriors or, uh, you know, it would turn partisan and yada, yada, yada. And... There's one article in particular uh, on Slate, and I forget who it was written by, uh, Jeremy Samuel Faust. Faust. Uh, And he – I don't know this guy. I don't know what he's written before, but bless his heart, he did not go to a science march, yet uh, starts it out saying, thanks to the app Periscope – I attended half a dozen of them from the comfort of my apartment, thereby minimizing my carbon footprints. Like, you are being a fucking sarcastic asshole at this point, so I already am not impressed. But essentially, he goes into just this weird 
rants about how being, he says, being pro-science has become a bizarre cultural phenomenon in which liberals engage in public displays of self-reckoned intelligence as a kind of performance art. And to that effect, like, I don't necessarily disagree with that. It's not... because it's 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 easy for people to say I fucking love science or or you know whatever uh, you know vaccines work humans are safe yada 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 yeah. but it's not that's not that's so like far removed from the actual point and not at all what the goal is here it's it's to get people talking about it to get people active people actually engaging in these conversations and, and promoting science the way I explained it to, to somebody before I went, uh, like why, you know, I'm not in love with the idea of it, but I'm still advocating for it. And this is talking about the March was if you have like a big pile of, say you got a big pile of toys and you're trying to put them in, in, in your, in, in a toy box, you can either take them one at a time to the toy box, or you can just kind of slowly kind of nudge the whole pile over. And, and I view something like this as kind of just slowly nudging the whole pile over, getting like everybody kind of closer uh, to, you know, where we want to be as far as uh, promoting, uh, you know, logic and reason and things like that. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it being a little populist. Like, I mean, obviously if you look at my page, I'm okay with that, but I don't, I don't see how that's a bad thing to get people excited in, in talking about science and, and advocating for science and, and making decisions and policy based on evidence. Well, and that's, and the thing too, is that like anything like this, it's not an overnight change. It's, right. it's getting people engaged and interested and, and just finding ways to like, you know, hook them. And so, okay, we, there were all of these marches and people turned up and people like, People brought their families. People behaved in mostly, a, like, I would think, like, across the board, a pretty positive way. Mm-hmm. And so if this is a step in the right direction, like, I'm all for that. I mean, there there's definitely things, like, in reading that article that I, like, I agree, I, I agree with. Like, just latching on to the, like, I fucking love science idea, but then, like having this mixture of like weird clickbaity bullshit and like calling things science when, you know, it's a little shaky. That's one thing. But like, I'm not going to diss the whole weekend in terms of what it, what it did in bringing science just like, just out there to be talked about. I mean, people turned up in the rain and like, were there advocating for reason and critical thinking. And so, you know, we're not going to change like the tide on everything, you know, people like anti-GMO activists in Hawaii are not going to wake up tomorrow and say, oh, oh, yeah, um, biotechnology, like save the papaya, like on our right. like island. But like that's not going to happen tomorrow. But if this discussion can, you know, continue, if the marches were a starting point, like I'll take it and not and I'm not going to I'm not going to criticize it as a movement because it's it's at least something. Right. And he seems to conflate like what I fucking love science does with like the science march, which I don't I know they posted about about it. I don't know of any uh, official like crossover that they had together. And yeah, yeah, like the criticism of that is absolutely (laughs) valid. I mean, we've kind of posted and talked about that uh, extensively. But I I mean, fuck, I even have uh, a, a page dedicated to making fun of them. Uh, or not we should yeah. say making fun we are pointing out times that they do things that they ought not to but yes. that's that's not that's not like there's no that's, a, yeah. that's not happening with, with with this and and you of course you're going to run into situations like that but this is just kind of an example of people never being satisfied with how you're doing activism i mean i know you've encountered that tone trolling i've absolutely encountered that and and i mean we've lost friend like literally lost like friends that are like also in kind of science advocacy over (laughs) over our tone and and how we how we present information to people and the fact is we need all these different types of voices and and i don't under i don't understand why like how how this person who doesn't doesn't even like bother i'm sure i don't know where he lives i'm sure there was some a march somewhere 
nearby that he could have gone to and checked out and actually seen and you know maybe actually talk to people which is kind of the whole fucking point of it is you talk to people uh but it's i guess i mean i guess it's just a lot easier to to sit in your in your recliner in your apartment look at some twitter feeds and go okay well i know what's happening here just by what somebody posts on twitter i mean you can do that if you want well and that and that's why like today like after you know like i was reading that the article on slate and then i posted on my facebook page like you know just asking because we we share a lot of friends on facebook you know in the like you know, science, secular world, whatever. So I just mess. I just put a post that said, you know, like friends who actually attended science marches, what were your impressions? And like, what do you see as the next step in this movement? But just reading like people, like people actually were really, really thoughtful in their responses. And it seems like people who went to these marches felt positively, like just generally speaking, like, I mean, some people that that wrote, like they actually spoke at marches, like Alison Bernstein, she runs the mommy PhD Facebook page and mm-hmm. she's in my science mom's film. She spoke in Atlanta. And I mean, I like I knew from the day, you know, from Saturday, just watching her on social media that it would like it seemed like a really awesome day. Um, we'll link to her like text of her speech um, in our show notes. But she just said like the organizers were awesome. They didn't censor any topics like she talked about, you know, vaccines and GMOs and alternative medicine and like she was able to talk about all this stuff. There were families there. It was a positive day. Like this, this seems to be generally the impression that people had of their marches. Um, Then there was Hawaii. People who actually went. (laughs) Yeah. People who actually (laughs) went to these marches, went, participated, all that stuff. Like our Jeff, who's a patron and friend of the show, he was in Pittsburgh um, repping, you know, the atheists in Pittsburgh and he had a table and stuff. And like, you know, just see, it just seemed like the vibe was, was pretty good all around. And, um, yeah, but then we, then we got some comments from Joni Kamiya who spoke in Hawaii. Yeah. And I thought that was just disappointing <laughs> it, because yeah. I mean, for those, for those that may not be aware of, uh, Hawaii, it is, it is a island, uh, some think it's a different nation uh, and that you need a passport. It's, I believe, in the middle of the uh, Pacific Ocean. And uh, I don't know. I don't know anything else about it. Yeah, it's, it's just – it's a place. Um, I've never <laughs> been there. It looks really pretty. But, right, like, but you know what, though? It's on my, it's but, on my, it has, like, everything. It has, like you – can, you can go to the ocean. You can also, like, uh, trail run or hike. And it has, like, everything you can possibly do is where uh, I want to go there so bad. Uh, so yeah, please, like, more 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 patrons, please give us a dollar so we can achieve our goals of not doing anything ever again. And, and going go to, to Hawaii. Uh, going to Hawaii. <laughs> we'll live there. Um, but, yeah, yeah. the uh, papaya uh, – almost uh just like went away and through genetic engineering they were able to uh to basically save the papaya and save because uh, you know they grow a lot of it there but it's kind of become this like weird like ground zero for like the anti-gmo debate because they're so they're they're now reliance uh, or the papaya farmers i guess are reliant on uh you know ge papaya and they for some reason they they don't like, I don't know. I don't understand the logic behind this. Well, I, I don't know that there, well, I don't <laughs> Could it know be that there is no logic. logic. I don't, <laughs> right. I don't think that there's logic and, and any, and any thought process for them is, is based obviously in misinformation and fear. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so Joni Kamiya, who, whose family runs the Kamiya papaya, um, farm out in Hawaii, she spoke at the, um, at the, March for Science there. Joni had gone through the um, Cornell Alliance for Science program just to, you know, to advocate and communicate about science and agriculture and all of that. And um, she she sent it, she put a picture on my on my Facebook post, you know, essentially with while she's speaking, people standing in front of her with signs like I think attacking what like corporate interests in like right. GMOs and science and all of that. And I mean, this is something that um and we're we're going to get her on the show to do an episode with us where Joni actually can tell her story which is i mean it's it's fascinating and like it drives me crazy because this is actually happening like that she receives in her family and any advocates for um biotech out there receive a lot of criticism 
And so to think that a march for science, science, which saved a major crop in this state, is being met with, like, protest. Re- yeah, resistance. It's, it's ridiculous. So, so this is where we kind of get to this idea of, of science. Like, science isn't something that you just you pick and choose what you like and what fits with your, like, personal worldview. Right? Yeah. Like, so, you know, people that are at the March for Science that are, you know, advocating against and, and protesting genetic engineering, like, doesn't totally make right. sense. And, and, and that's not, because I, I, I heard from a few people where they had, you know, some pushback or resistance uh, for, regarding specifically GMOs and mm-hmm. like I said like that's I, I can understand that I can I can meet you like somewhere where you know we're worried about uh, you know if, we, if we're concerned about Monsanto having uh, you know however much I think it's like 40 percent of uh, the seed uh, seed market in in the U.S. like if we're worried about that like I understand that concern I can I, I, I'm slightly concerned about that, but also we have 60% that they don't have. So, and if they're that bad, farmers aren't going to buy from them. If they, if they have a bad product, if they have a product that's not growing, a farmer is not going to go back to them to buy that. So you're calling farmers stupid if you do go, you know, if, if you, if you honestly think they're not going to be able to get seeds from, from somewhere else, or don't think that they have that option available to them. So, so that's like, I'm kind of just scrolling through seeing some of the other like friends impressions of, of marches and stuff. And one thing that came up in, in a comment that, um, Matthew Fasciani made, mm-hmm. he's, he was in South Carolina. And so friend he of the went show. to march at, friend of the show, Matthew Fasciani, the, <laughs> the good Matthew, the one that we, that we mutually <laughs> like, yeah. um, so, so he, so he said, South Carolina, great group of people and was encouraging, which awesome. But then, so here's where he had mixed feelings. And so he's in the South, right? So he <laughs> said he had mixed feelings about the speeches trying to combine religion and science. And he says, I get trying to work together as there are lots of religious scientists who can talk to their congregations about science, but it still makes me feel uneasy. And like, I feel him on that. Mm-hmm. Like what? It's what not, do you think? yeah, it's not the, it's not the place to, to talk about that. I mean, it, what, yeah. what do I think about, about religion? Yeah. Uh, well, how much time do you have? But <laughs> All day, all day. Like, let's just go. Hours, hours. We have eight hours on YouTube, something like that. Let's, <laughs> right, let's yeah, go. we have up to eight hours. <laughs> right. But yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not the place for that. Just like it's not the place. I, I saw, you know, a few Trump signs and every time, I, I, like even my local march that of course I didn't actually go to myself because mm-hmm. I was uh, being prime time in DC, but they posted pictures of some Trump signs. Like somebody had a Trump flag with like a like a in like the Russian uh, mm-hmm. colors with a little like hammer and sickle on it. Like that's I wish they hadn't posted that, but also I guess that'd be censorship or of some kind, or somebody would be offended. But that's yeah, that by far was was not you know, not the main message from, from anybody. And, and you're going to have outliers. Like you, any group is going to have extremists like that. It's going to have, you're, you're going to have outliers like that. So I'm not too terribly concerned about that as long as the message, you know, by the majority, which in my experience, I actually went to what I imagine had to be the largest March since it was like the actual main March, the actual official, like, yeah, the message, the speakers before we, Bill Nye, Cara Santa Maria, um, I forget his name, the guy uh, that does uh, the Veritasium uh, YouTube channel, uh, and others, all very positive, all very focused on science advocacy, science, uh, you know, having evidence based policy, things like that. None of you know any of that kind of nonsense, uh, about, you know, partisan nonsense rather uh, about yeah. that. So, and you're gonna, yeah, and like I said, you're gonna have that. When you get to these smaller cities, especially uh, in Burlington, whatever stand, uh, we're gonna have like so many anger emails from our like one. All of, all of our listener. Vermont listeners are just gonna like be like, "Fuck they're, you guys, they're, they're we're going done." Typing up a seething tweet right now. I can <laughs> I can I can hear them furiously typing. Uh, but yeah, so like the further away you get from like central organization, you're gonna have 
that kind of deviation from the message. And as long, I mean, as long as they stay away from like the kind of more like social justice warrior stuff, cause that's not, you know, that, that's an important conversation to have. But when we're talking about making policies based on evidence, that's not the conversation to have. Whenever we add in things like, um, <laughs> like the, the interview that I had uh, near the, near, near the end of the March where they had, I don't, I don't know how many people, like probably eight or nine people. It was a, actually a group from, from Michigan um, with a sign that said decolonize science. Um, I talked to her and her, their whole message was they like science was invented and controlled by white men uh, throughout history and has been uh, used against uh, uh, minority groups and groups uh, at a disadvantage in, in uh, their socioeconomic status. And yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, obviously that's happened. Uh, the same people have also benefited <laughs> a lot from science. And so I feel like that's a disingenuous, that's, that's, I don't, I haven't figured out the right phrase to use for it yet or the right description, but it feels more like kind of a hipster ish, like, like, bullshitty type of well but actually or you know but also like don't forget about me guys and type type or i have a complaint here and i'm so smart look at me because i'm virtue signaling over here and i don't i don't i don't feel like that's coming from a genuine place i don't feel like that complaint carries any weight um because yeah some bad shit has been done but that bad shit was done by bad people (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the overwhelming majority of things that science has brought us have been good. It, it, bad people are going to do bad things. It's like it's like blaming a hammer for murdering somebody. Well, the hammer didn't do anything. The person who like bashed the skull in with a hammer is the asshole that we should be angry at, and, and that's the person we should be protesting. But also, um, I'm mansplaining now at this point, I guess. So, well, no, but but I think like I think good points there. And I think this is the kind of thing though where anytime there's a there's a big event like this or a big or you know the desire to have a movement towards positive change, people will look to criticize it. You know. And that's fine. And that's and fine. That's, I have no problem yeah. with criticism. Yeah. Uh, I mean that's like our whole thing is yeah. like well, I mean that's the whole thing behind science is constantly trying to prove itself wrong and then updating itself when we have new information yeah. but when you're saying well I so, like she she actually said to me and and this is going to be in the uh, absolutely in the video uh, that I post later this week she actually says well scientists need to be more active in uh, you know, in, in, in making, in increasing awareness and in, in making decisions and policy making, and, and it's like, well, that's like the whole fucking point that's of like point. why we're here. But like, you're yeah. you're like, so it's like you're you're trying to put your feet on both sides of the issue, and then saying, well, I'm pro science, but also science has done been bad. So like, I'm against science, but like I'm pro science, and I and it's like you you're not you're not presenting a very genuine argument and she was she was so nervous to talk to me and i was being so friendly to her because i i mean it was it, that's the kind of environment that it was it was a very friendly environment i yeah. didn't want to be a dick to anybody uh which is hard for me to do uh, i really had to try but 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 no it was i mean she was so nervous and i, and I felt bad and i didn't want to like push her too hard because she was she was like almost shaking but it just it didn't make any sense to me and i wish uh, wish we ha- would I would have had more time with her or like even like the group of people that she was with to to kind of dive into that more because I, I don't I felt like the questions I had for her and the point she was making weren't really that well supported I even asked her uh, just in general just in general about anything to do with science skepticism uh, any sort of policy anything anything outside of like the cause that they were there to represent like just about her her personal feelings about what something that just kind of digs at her, bothers her. Like to me, uh, I'd have to say like anti-vaxxers like really like piss me off. Yeah. And, you know, outside, and outside of that, you know, obviously religion, but she didn't have, she had nothing. She, she had yeah. nothing. It was, it was, well, the, you know, white people <laughs> basically, that's a bad, that's like bad paraphrasing, uh, but it just didn't, it just didn't feel like it was genuine. It didn't feel like there was much thought behind it yeah. other than, other than I should feel bad. Um, about what science has done to some people and I don't know. Not a well substantiated argument, but like, but felt that there (laughs) needed to be an argument 
but right. but just didn't have the legs to it. And right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and well and that's just like the way that some people I think approach well life. life. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 pretty much it. Now, you know, like the march happened, right? So and and I think and I think overall the attitude towards it, the experience people had at it or at them, you know, the marches was positive. So then for me, the question surrounding something like this always is, well, what's next? Or how, like, is there a way to capture momentum? We're making this like a compliment sandwich and I love it. So so what do you think? What do you think? Well, I mean, it's every, I I shouldn't say every city. I know my city, uh, we have a even a uh, organization here. It's called Central Indiana Science Outreach, or CINSO. And, you know, that groups like that, like on the local level, you get, have to promote them and have to have to get involved with them or CFI or, you know, even just you can even just go up, go on like meetup.com uh, or, you know, whatever websites there are out there to, you know, you can start a group if there's not one. I mean, just just hang out with people. You can just start your own club. Start start like even like amongst your friends. You can start 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 a group where you just talk about you know science skepticism or just you know just whatever. But just just keep the conversation going is is the important thing. And that's that's another concern that we had before. And I think uh, you know they're they're doing a, uh, the March for Science crew. I think they're doing a good job now uh, with keeping keeping that going and, and trying trying to encourage that because I think they're they're still having. Uh, uh, or they're calling it this week, like the week of action. Um, yeah. And I'm on their website now and even has, um, you know, things to do and, and, you know, sign this, you know, go to this website, check this out, uh, in, in continue involvement. And they have, they even have other, other links to, to other, other ways to get involved there. So the, I think that's, that's really what, what matters, what's important and what the entire goal was is to get people, you know, excited about it, get people talking about it and get people, to, to get active in, in whatever capacity they can as, as you know, maybe start a blog, maybe start a group, or maybe just follow more blogs and just read a couple more science articles a week. I mean, whatever it is, I mean, that's a net positive. Like, how can anybody complain with that? We have, we have people, at, at least they're interested in it as, you know, as opposed to beforehand where they, you know, maybe didn't care or just would read, you know, a clickbaity type headline that, you know, we've cured cancer this week for like the 500th time and it ends up being bullshit because it was a trial study or some, some other type of nonsense or one of the 107 that got, uh, got unpublished. But again, topic another podcast that we'll try to cover next week since I, that's the story that broke today. So, and so I guess for me, what I would add to that based on what I observed myself, like at, you know, in Vermont at the March I attended, but then the feedback that other people have given just, you know, like friends on my post and stuff is that, this, it, I think it turned into a little bit more than people expected, an actual like sort of family event where people were sharing this idea of science and critical thinking with their kids. And so I think this is not just an idea for us to embrace as as adults, but I think it's important for us to remember that we are kind of responsible for raising the next generation of critical thinkers to do better than, I mean, this you know, current world that elected Donald Trump. You set the bar as low as me, though. There's not much to. So we're all we can only go up from here. But I do. But I but I do think that it is it's something to remember, like somebody um, on my post wrote just a really nice comment that like she had she had her daughter with her at the D.C. March. And, you know, she gets that that there's criticism, whatever. But she wrote, my daughter was in total awe of the real life scientists speaking on the stage. All the naysayers should try viewing the march from a child's eyes. So let's like let's end it on that. Think positively. <laughs> or, and like, or even, Yeah. Or even yeah. show up in the first place. Yeah. It's like literally you're being an armchair activist. <laughs> yeah. So. Like so, yeah. So science march. Um, thank you to everybody who supported that and continues to support critical thinking. So you're part of the solution, not part of the problem. Not part of the right. precipitate. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. It? Oh, it's funny. <laughs> All right. So, why do we love the internet this week? Well, I gotta. I get, we're, we gotta do in post. We're gonna add the 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 music. Mm-hmm. Should we do music? Yeah, I don't do think that. so. This is all kind of flowing. We don't yeah, bring it up. People we're like the music. Yeah. I get. I, you wouldn't <laughs> believe the amount of feedback I get on the music. It says it's the it's the best. It's the greatest. It's the best. Bigly. 
This week, the reason we love the internet is I don't know why we haven't done this one sooner. Me neither. I, I don't know either. Did... And like, and Nathan, yeah, Nathan mentioned it. Um, like, who oh, was that? Last week or something. Then, then we. Oh, then we ended up liking the lo- loving the internet because Ken Ham made us love our lives and the internet. So I. So we. I shelved <laughs> the one time I sh- I've ever yeah, loved in my life. Yeah, I shelved classical art memes for this week. So now we're finally talking about it. But like, I. I mean, I have. Like I save these to my phone on a regular basis because they're just so fucking good, and whoever thought of this is a genius, and I wish I was them. So everyone, everyone who's listening knows classical art memes. Like, can you yeah, imagine somebody in, listening to this and doesn't, and they don't know? Yeah, even if like if you've seen any sort of classical art with meme text on it, it's safe to assume it came from this page because yeah. they post so often and. Yeah. almost every time are very on point like i know like it's it's one of those that just it rarely they rarely miss and mm-hmm. so it's just it's so good like i'm just all right i'm, I'm like scrolling. jesus with the apostles it's jesus standing on one side the apostles standing on the other and they're just all saying sup to one another like, <laughs> i love that one and that has thirty thousand shares that's amazing right yeah yeah, well, because that's the thing. It's like every everybody fucking follows us. Oh, so then here's another Jesus one. And it's like he's coming out of the tomb or whatever. And he's, and it says, when you passed out during pregame but show up at the party later. And it's just like, he's like, hey, I'm here. He's like, hey. <laughs> that's it. Oh, okay. Here's, here's one of a family. It's like a mom holding a, a baby, but yet the baby looks like it's fucking like, 50 years old in the face but then there's just all kids around or something and it says when the family photo comes out beautifully but you're all very apathetic about what the future holds because then it like zooms in on the faces and they all just look like eh. you know as people did in classical art photos but seriously the baby looks like it's got the face of like a 50 year old Oh, I love it. And, and like the thing is too, whenever I go to classical art memes, it's like all like all of our friends like follow and like these posts because like here's one. I've like it's it's Jesus again and it's coming out of my cave and I've been doing just fine, you know, like the killer song. But I see that Emily has liked it. Buck has liked it. Oh, I tagged Matt O'Neill in it because I thought he should share it for like for God's sake. So this is just the meme page that everybody follows. And yeah, and, and half, yeah, and of course, half the term <laughs> is that some of these are just really random and weird. Like it's a mother like sewing, and then like a three-year-old like <laughs> learning to sew, and the mother's like watching her, and it's like, well, that's 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 a good picture, but like somebody spent like a lot of time like painting that like originally, yeah. And <laughs> I'm probably gonna get, I'm gonna have the you know all the arts critics uh, mad at me because we have a huge art critic following. I don't I don't know if we you do. Know that, it's it's the it's our uh, biggest demographic. Art critics that live right. in Vermont, I think. <laughs> right. It's, the Vermont art critics are just they're they're unfollowing us after this. So right. go and, and the, the kid says, "Mommy, syrup. yeah." The kid says, "Mommy, am I your best friend?" And the mother says, "No, lol. My friends are cool." Like, <laughs> but like, I mean, so it's it just works on so many levels. Uh, Do you want to pick one to to end it on? I don't have one to end it on. Yeah, because I mean, I'm like, I'm just no, I'm just, I'm just scrolling. Oh, well, <laughs> okay, here's one. one. I, oh, to, right, you do it. Yeah, got like a couple like together. Obviously, they are, they are. Uh, he's like, looks like he's trying to like either kiss her or eat her eyeball. I'm not sure which one. Why not both? <laughs> both. It says, "Are you an archaeologist? Because I have a bone for you to examine." Uh, and she responds, <laughs> oh. "Sorry, I leave my microscope at the lab." Ooh. So that's science. That's a good Zinger. that's a good burn. Speaking good of burn. good burns, if you have too much money and you like giving people money, uh, why not give us money at patreon.com slash TSE podcast and you can get access to like all sorts of stuff. Uh, I mean, Natalie says stuff, I say stuff, we both say stuff, we post stuff. Yeah. Um we say things stuff. happen. Mm-hmm. Stuff. We say it's stuff. all for stuff. But yeah. if you don't want to like see that extra stuff that we Get say at the place and i mean you don't have to uh just it'd be really cool if you just told your friends about us and because that's how we grow that's how we get more listeners uh it's how you know we we keep doing this and we keep the keep the lights on around here i mean I'm not in danger of getting evicted from my home but i mean 
you can't prove I'm not, I guess. But if you want to be cool, just like Michael and Trevor and Nathan and Alice and Cynthia and Michael and Michael and Magnus, Magnus and Sav Hannah, Felix, Amanda, Chris, James, Sarah and Josue, we would be incredibly grateful. You can also check out our, all our episodes at scienceenthusiastpodcast.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, angry tweets at NC Newell. And did I hit everything? I don't know. I was just kind of. I I think I think you podcast hit it all, at scienceenthusiast.com right? for your hate mail. There we go. See, yeah, why do we even go. write things down? Why don't you hit us? I with don't a know because let's close right. this out. In this, in let's this close it out. Right. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> Extinction is the rule. Survival is the exception. Carl Sagan. That worked for the March for Science. That, um, you know, our podcast terrorist put that on his sign. People liked it because everyone likes Carl Sagan. And everybody likes Extinction. Wait, what? Yeah. What? No. All right, so next week, um, come back and listen to us because you won't just have to listen to us. Or don't. You have have full body autonomy as far as what you put in your head. They have ear. What what would it be for auditory autonomy? Yeah, so it'll just make it a thing. So next week we will have um, our interview with Neil Carter. Awesome interview. Um, yeah, so you guys should come back and, and check it out. Maybe. Or not. But I, but he's I mean, he's really again, good. I'm he's not your dad. He's, no, you're not their dad. But, I'm yeah, not their dad. Yeah, we did the mom. interview. You can, you, can, you can check it out on YouTube already. Uh, yeah. It was a really good talk. It was a really good talk. Like, I was I, there. I enjoyed yeah, it. it was really good. And actually, next week I think is going to be like neil carter on podcast week because um he's gonna be on the for god's sake podcast too because he recorded an interview with matt so neil carter is just gonna be in everybody's ear holes <laughs> all right so all we'll right. end on that you endo <laughs> i don't i don't see anything wrong with the good old-fashioned circle jerk though there's nothing wrong with the good old-fashioned circle jerk The music you heard tonight was written and performed by Adam Johnson and was used with his permission. You can contact Adam at adamjohnsondc at gmail.com. This podcast is property of Not Narrow or Straight LLC, all rights reserved. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.